I think that your intuition can come through your unconscious mind. I think your intuition can come to you from that still place of no thought. And I think that a lot of times when we're tapping into that adaptive unconscious, we're tapping into our intuition. But sometimes the adaptive unconscious is really just, it's biased, it's things, it's social conditioning, it's things that we've learned. It's really all the kind of not so great stuff of the mind. And that's not your intuition. This is episode number 36 with Victoria Shaw. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My name is Tibor Nagy, mindset and performance coach and the founder of Mindset Horizon. The mission of this weekly show is to reveal the disruptive mindset of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, high performers, visionaries, and change makers so you can transform your mindset, realize your full potential, and execute on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get started. What is up, Mindset Nation? Welcome back to the Mindset Horizon podcast. I'm excited to announce that today's episode is brought to you by Podcasters Paradise. As a mission and impact-driven entrepreneur, thought leader, visionary, and change maker, have you ever thought of increasing your online visibility, building credibility, and scaling your impact and business by starting your own podcast? If you answer this question with hell yeah, now this is your chance. According to Edison Research in the US, podcasting is one of the fastest growing medium. Since I started podcasting, I knew I needed to invest in myself, learn more about podcasting, and surround myself with the best minds in the podcasting industry. This is how I became part of the number one online community for podcasters called Podcasters Paradise, created by John Lee Dumas, founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, one of the most successful top-ranked and award-winning podcasts. So if you're ready to start your own podcast, build credibility, and scale your impact and business, I highly recommend checking out Podcasters Paradise at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash paradise. That's again, MindsetHorizon.com forward slash paradise. You can also find the links on our show notes page at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash podcast. If you have any questions after checking out the Podcasters Paradise page or you want to know more about my incredibly positive experiences with Podcasters Paradise, shoot me an email at tibor at mindsethorizon.com or DM me on Instagram at tibor.mindsethorizon. I'm very much looking forward to hearing from you. And so without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. My guest today is Victoria Shaw, and the title of today's episode is Learn How to Awaken Your Intuition and Turn It Into Your Superpower. And today, Victoria and I talk about how to awaken your inner guidance and develop your intuitive skills, how to recognize when intuition speaks to you, and what are some practices that can help you tap into your intuition more often and turn it into your superpower. We also talk about the connection between creativity and intuition, the difference between fear and intuition, and the difference between tapping into the subconscious mind versus intuition. And now a couple of words about today's guest. So Victoria Shaw is a licensed professional counselor and spiritual coach who combines her background and training in psychology and counseling with her intuitive skills to help clients heal, 
grow and realize their spiritual and full personal potential. She's also a published author and has been featured in various national publications. And so without any further ado, let's welcome today's guest. Hi, Victoria, and welcome to the show. Thank you. It's really, I'm excited to be here. Me too. I'm really excited to, to have you on the show today. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to dive into those topics, intuition, how to tap into intuition. This is one of my uh, favorite things, so to speak, and definitely one thing that I'm trying to use and cultivate in my life. And um, I'm excited to dive into those topics. And as I mentioned in the introduction part of this episode, you're a licensed professional counselor, author, and spiritual coach uh, with a background in psychology, also a PhD in cognitive psychology, which is really interesting. And um, yeah, before we dive into intuition and how to cultivate it, would you talk to us a little bit more about yourself? And I'm really interested because on your website, for example, I saw that you mentioned something like that. You feel like you have lived two different lives. Was there some kind of an awakening? How was this story unfolding for you? That's a really good question. Um, I definitely feel like I've lived two different lives and maybe maybe multiple different lives because um, the story is still, the life is still evolving and still changing. Every single day is a, is a new opportunity and a chance for, you know, further further awakening and further growth. But for me, I think the biggest shift was when I started to tap in and awaken my intuition. And I went from someone who was very anxious, very nervous all the time, very um, moody. <laughs> I'm not always, a, not always a fun person to be around, although I, I know that I've always had a kind and compassionate heart. I wasn't always able to show that. Um, and when I started tapping into my intuitive knowing and my intuitive guidance, everything shifted and changed. And I went from feeling really lost. I was a academic psychologist by training and um, have been fascinated um, from childhood with the brain and the mind and consciousness and psychology. And that really hasn't changed, but I wasn't happy um, in academia. And I took time off to raise a family and do and write books and publish some books. But I, I got to a place in my life where I really kind of felt lost and I knew there was something I was supposed to be doing that I wasn't doing and I just didn't know what it was. And uh, we made a move from New York City to Connecticut. Um, and I found that, you know, the pace of Connecticut was a little bit slower. I was a little bit more in the country. I started to deepen my meditation practice. And um, as I did that, I started to recognize that I had these intuitive gifts and um, the more I was able to clear and still my mind, the more they started to come through. And as I tapped into my intuition more and more, the path that I was meant to follow unfolded before me. And I sort of knew what I was meant to do and how I was being called to serve. And I put one foot in front of the other. And here we are. Wow. That's amazing. And, uh, you know, I just, I, yeah, I gave an interview uh, at the beginning of this year. And I talked about my... Um, I would say very similar. Maybe I just had a bigger transition because I used to work as an architect and uh, about more than three years ago, I, um, yeah, I, I just started meditating and I think I wasn't really fulfilled. Uh, I moved out to Germany, so I moved abroad. I was living in Europe, but um, I just started this meditation practice and um, I tried out different ones. And I was, um, as I was preparing for this conversation, 
I was wondering what kind of meditation did you use or how did you use it? As you And you mentioned uh, the brain. Uh, this is one of the things I'm really interested in. And when it comes to meditation, of course, it's connected to the brain. So I'm interested, what kind of uh, meditation practice did you have or do you have? So I, I'm actually pretty informal in the way that I meditate. And I don't meditate nowadays. I don't meditate for very long at a time. I really maybe drop in for 10 minutes here and there, um, occasionally longer. If I'm sitting with a group, sometimes it's fun to go longer. But usually 10 to, to 20 minutes is my sweet spot. Um, and I love to do all sorts of different things like chanting and, and just sitting quietly, breath, mantra. Um, so I, I change it up. But in terms of awakening the intuition piece, I was actually, I was already meditating and I was meditating as part of my yoga practice. Um, but when we moved to Connecticut, I really was starting to get the call that there was this thing called intuition and I had it and I was supposed to activate it. And so I was actually doing visualizations and meditations mostly aimed at um, awakening your intuition. So they were more guided visualizations. I find because I have a busy active mind that guided visualization is a great way for me to still the mind because it gives my mind something to focus on. I have gotten much better over the years at just dropping into the stillness in place of no thought. Um, and that's where intuition comes through the very, very best. But for me, the beginning was guided visualizations and one specifically meant to connect you with your inner wisdom. That's amazing. Actually, I, I also use um, visualization during meditation. That That is one of my one of my favorites. And I always tell myself that what I really want to do is to to train my mind to focus on the positive outcomes and possibilities. And this is actually the, the mission of this show that I want to show people and I'm focusing on uh, this business, kind of like business entrepreneurial uh, world, but rather uh, impact-driven, service-based, heart-centered entrepreneurs. So I call them this way, coaches and change makers. But more importantly, how can we succeed with using the mind or optimizing the mind and, and meditation is something like that. And my uh, answer to that was that I want to train my brain and mind to focus on the positive possibilities that can happen instead of focusing on past thoughts and so on and so forth. And there's great research that that improves that that kind of work improves the quality of your life and that you can change the way that your brain functions by learning to focus more on positivity. Absolutely. So I got really fascinated uh, with, with this. And my next question would be that how someone can can cultivate intuition. So of course, we, we talked about meditation a little bit, but what are some ways to, to cultivate this skill? First of all, everyone's intuitive. The way that I see intuition is I do see it from a spiritual perspective. I think of it as like your spiritual GPS system. So it's your connection to spirit, to your highest guidance, to whatever your spiritual thinking is. It's a connection to that. Yeah. And it's unique for each person because we're all unique individuals and you all we all experience our world and our spirituality in a different way. Um, and so really developing your intuition is learning to, um, you know, decode the language of your soul and learning more and more to tap into that. Um, and so intuition feels different for everyone, but there are some commonalities and there's some common ways that intuition uh, speaks to us. So getting familiar with those is a good way because you can start to recognize what might be your intuition and what might not be your intuition. Um, for instance, things like gut feelings, or sometimes people will hear, 
you know, a voice of wisdom in their head, or they'll have a full body feeling of knowing, or they'll have mental imagery. Um, So these are all different ways that our intuition communicates with us. So I think one thing that's important is to start to, um, you know, think back to your own experiences, because everyone has had an experience with their intuition. Um, Some of us, you know, tap into it and notice it more than others. But, you Mm -hmm. know, intuition, everybody has it. So starting to figure out, um, you know, what comes naturally to you is a really good way to start. And then in terms of practices, anything that stills your mind, even for a minute, will help you connect with your intuition. Because mind, your thinking, logical, um, often fear-based, egoic mind is not your the friend of your intuition. And your guidance will work through that if it has to, but it's just much more cumbersome that way. So anything that can still your mind, being in nature is helpful for some for people, yoga practices. Mm-hmm. Some people find repetitive exercise like running, or for me, a big one is going for walks. I go for walks all the time with my tape recorder, and I just talk to myself. I know it's a little weird, but nowadays mm-hmm. we can get away with that because people just it's think great. I'm talking <laughs> to someone else. It's amazing. And I will wow. just, if I have a problem that I'm, you know, thinking about, I'll just start talking and the wisdom will come right through my mouth. And then I even have a recording. Um, and I, I do sessions that way sometimes as well for people that don't want to be present on the phone and just want me to, you know, give them some info. But, um, wow. but walking, swimming, repetitive exercises, usually things where, you know, you're just, you're kind of lulled into that space of non-thinking. Um, Mm -hmm. Some people, this isn't for me, but some people get um, a lot of intuitive information when they're driving. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't really like driving. So for me, that's not, (laughs) but I know a lot of people say that like a long drive, they love it because, you know, the mind, your your mind is just busy enough with the process of driving that you become more receptive to your intuitive knowing. And and the last one that's kind of surprising, but really common is being in, in water. So in like, some people take a bath or a shower. A lot of people, that morning shower, that evening shower, will get a download of information. So these are these are times that intuition is most active. So starting to you know tap in and cultivate those can be another way to start to get your intuition up and running. That's amazing. So you have mentioned uh, meditation, talking, walking, driving, bath, and and shower. I have. Um, some experiences when I have this feeling of intuition, but as I said, I'm I'm kind of like practicing this because I also wanted to mention in this episode that why is this, why is it really important for people to to focus on this or entrepreneurs? Uh, I use I try to use it as a as a decision making tool, so to speak. So you know when I want to have some kind of an idea or or when I want to make a decision, I try to tune in, which is normally I meditate and I try to make a decision based on that intuition, like not overthinking something because, you know, analyzing this uh, outcome and that outcome and, you know, it's, it's all happening in the, in the conscious analytical mind. And maybe it's not the best way to, to make that decision. I'm not saying it's not, it can be useful, but you know, I'm trying to use it as a decision-making tool sometime. I have a routine uh, actually on Fridays. I go to sauna and, you know, I didn't know that. In the in the last couple of months, I realized that I really get new ideas during those sessions, right? And I was like, it can be something with my mind that, it, you know, the, the brainwave states go down or something like that. And 
I get these new ideas, um, and I do this now consciously. So I go to the to the sauna and have this uh, have this session, and yeah, I try to come up with new ideas, and I do, and it's really really amazing. So I'm going to read about this, how it actually works. I was going to say, and creativity is intuition. Anytime you have a real creative hit, that's coming from your inner guidance. The mind is really good for problem solving. It's really good for sort of. Ah, pattern matching to what we already know, but it can't come up with new and novel ideas. That's always your inner wisdom. The mind can hash things out afterwards. It's really good at that. But so when you have, I just love how you talk about, you know, your um, routine and how you're getting new and novel ideas and tapping into your creativity. When we're doing that, um, that's your intuition and any kind of creative pursuits too often tap into the intuition and very creative people can sometimes be more intuitive, at least when they're creating. That's amazing. And you mentioned uh, it can be body or a gut feeling, body, different sensations. And um, as you were talking about this, I I try to recall how I experience it. And sometimes I think it's more like a, a vision or it's an idea. I don't know. It's It's more like a vision then. So I'm not hearing things. I'm or a feeling, I would say. Sometimes, you know, I'm getting these goosebumps, so I feel this energy coming up. Is it is it something like that? I'm just trying to make it a little bit clearer for the listeners as well, like what they can experience. So, yeah. So I think the f- most common way that people experience their intuition, and that's is through the body. So that's why we say gut feelings. When you might mm-hmm. have to make, say, a decision that doesn't resonate with you, you might have people say afterwards, "Yeah, I had like a weird feeling in my stomach." So I, you know, I didn't, I didn't talk to that person, or I didn't do that thing. It didn't feel right. So that's really mm-hmm. the most common way that people experience their intuition. So goosebumps is another one. For me, a big intuitive marker when I know something's really hitting home, I get a, a tear. In in my eye. And I see that with a lot of my clients too. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite story that I talk about all the time, because it's so unique is I had a client that every time um, she would be about to make a decision that was not the right choice for her, she would get this feeling like she was wearing an itchy, scratchy sweater. Mm-hmm. And so very specific, right? But it was her itchy sweater. Mm-hmm. feeling, And she learned that if I have that feeling, it's probably a sign that I shouldn't be doing that thing. Um, and sometimes we have a more expansive or excited feeling when something is right or goosebumps when something hits home. So it doesn't always have to be negative, but body sensations are a huge way that people experience their intuition and, um, practices that help you develop body awareness, which can be like, um, meditative movement, like yoga or Qigong or, um, meditation or, you know, somatic experiencing, which is a kind of therapy or things like that, but things that will help you or breath work will help develop that sense. Anything that helps you sort of get into your body and start to experience what it's like to be in your body from the inside out will help you develop that felt sense of your intuition. That's amazing. And you said also that you get visions and that you you know see ideas and that's common too. It's really different for everyone. I'm not a very visual person. So when I started doing this, I started doing these visualizations where everything was visual and I was going crazy. I was getting tons of information, but just not visually. And so one of my early lessons was go with, start with what works for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's no one right way to do this. And now I do get visual information Mm. all the time, but that just wasn't, that wasn't the first way that I got my intuition. I'm more of a hearer and a, a feeler. That's amazing. And I also want people to understand that this is, this is a practice like, 
they should practice for a while before they can experience something, right? And did you, um, because actually in one of your uh, podcasts, I heard you talking about the subconscious mind and I'm really interested in that topic. Like um, when we get into these states, have you been focusing on this, that we actually tap into the subconscious uh, wisdom uh, with meditation or intuition or what's happening with the mind, so to speak? That's such a cool question. And it connects my present world with my past world as a cognitive psychologist. And I actually did my undergraduate yeah. thesis on unconscious memory. So it, it brings me it brings me back. Um, wow. There's a lot of great <laughs> In from a great uh, research in psychology and cognitive and social psychology about the adaptive unconscious. And this is the idea that a lot of what we call mind, a lot of the processing, a lot of our decision making, a lot of the ways that we perceive and understand the world happens below the level of consciousness. And mm -hmm. some people even go so far as to say, you know, you think you're making a decision consciously, but the decision is made before you're aware of it a lot of times. Um, because that's how much happens below the surface. That's how much of our brains are unconscious. Some people, it's called the adaptive unconscious because sometimes too, there's evidence that when people just go with the flow of their adaptive unconscious, they make better choices and decisions than when they try to figure it out with their conscious mind. So sometimes yeah. that, that, that well of wisdom is, is, is already being picked up. And if we just go with that, we're actually in better shape. The problem for me when we start to talk about intuition within this sort of model is that this is a very left brain um, psychological model and there's nothing wrong with that. But cognitive psychology and social psychology, you know, up until now, doesn't really deal with the spiritual so much. And I really do believe yeah. that intuition comes from spirit. It's a spiritual thing. It doesn't mean that at some point we won't understand how our brain um, works and connects to our spiritual selves. We mm. absolutely, I believe that will be something that we will understand at some point, but we're not there yet because, you know, we're not, mm. we're not looking for it. Um, so there are some, I'm going to try to explain this without getting super technical. Um, and so for me, I think we have to just really pay attention to that fact too. I think that your intuition can come through your unconscious mind. I think your intuition can come to you from that still place of no thought. Um, and I think that a lot of times when we're tapping into that adaptive unconscious, we're tapping into our intuition. But sometimes the adaptive unconscious is really just, it's biased, it's things, it's social conditioning, it's things that we've learned, it's really all the kind of not so great stuff of the mind, and that's not your intuition. So, you know, for instance... Mm -hmm. Um, there's studies, for instance, like if, you know, if, if you are drinking a warm beverage, when you meet someone, you're going to rate them as being more warm, right? Things like that. That's not your mm -hmm. intuition. That's just how the mind works. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And uh, I suppose that, yeah. Um, so I was reading this book, actually, I got really interested in, um, meditation, not especially intuition, but I was reading the book, um, uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Because, you know, I um, I was really interested in the mind and uh, meditation and belief systems. And uh, now I'm exploring this subconscious uh, world right. to some extent, you know, <laughs> with the podcast <laughs> and, and, and stuff like that. So so that's why I ask you, and but actually answer that, you know, 
there's a spiritual way of uh, of uh, approaching things and and uh, the the scientific way. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, for example, Dr. Wayne Dyer as well. So he approaches things uh, from a more like a spiritual way. So it's really interesting. But I was diving into the the scientific. Uh, and I think the science. I think yeah. the science lines up um, with the spiritual in a lot of ways. I just think that some of the models, they're not even looking for the spiritual. So it's sometimes you have to do that extra creative work to say, oh, this is mm-hmm. where it might fit because that's just not the paradigm right now. That's just not the way that we look at things. Although there are people, Rick Hansen um, is a, a psychologist who does a lot of neuroscience work. Um, he has a book called Buddha's mm-hmm. Brain and Hardwiring Happiness. Yeah. where he talks again about that yeah. negativity bias in our brains and how we can use positivity and, you know, to restructure our brains. And that's very spiritual work. So it's, it's out there. Um, and I think the point is with that adaptive unconscious, I think that we have, like you said, both these belief systems that are limiting are in there and yeah. also your wisdom can be in there. So it's both. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I was diving into belief systems and fears because I kind of like ask myself what are the things that are stopping people from stepping into their greatness or doing the things that they really want and i found that fear is uh, a lot of times a case and i heard you talking about the difference between intuition and fear like fear can be like a body sensation as well but it's it's different than intuition how can someone know yes and that's a question i get so much especially from people who are to awaken their intuition. And I remember years, years, years ago, working with a client um, that was like, I'm, I'm very intuitive, but I also am always worried that bad things are going to happen to my family members. And how do I know if this is my intuition or not? And, you know, it's usually not. If you have a repetitive fear, something that you've always been worried about, it's usually not your intuition. It's usually just your thought patterns. So things that are very familiar and common, probably a thought pro- pattern, probably something you learned sometime in your life and it just keeps coming up because you keep reinforcing it. Um, intuition is usually surprising. And the biggest thing for me is even when I've had in my life intuitions about things that, you know, from a, a worldly perspective were not pleasant or desirable, um, it was always clear and calm and emotionally neutral. And I would say 97% of the time, maybe even 100% of the time, but somewhere in there, when your intuition comes through, it's emotionally neutral. Um, Because our spirit doesn't have emotions the way that humans, we do in human form. It's just clear. Um, Our spirits aren't really attached to outcomes. What we think is good and bad in our lifetimes, our spirits don't really have those kinds of attachments. So your intuition is always emotionally neutral. What can sometimes happen is that you have an emotion, an intuitive hit and you react to it in an emotional way. And then it sometimes can become a little bit cloudy and muddy. But I've had intuitions about things like people passing away. And they were always very clear and very calm and very helpful. Um, so that's the biggest way to know. If there's a strong emotional charge, it's probably not your intuition. Or if it is your intu- if there is an intuition, you know, a kernel of your intuition in that, you need to kind of regroup calm down, get centered again, and find that kernel because, you know, your emotions are probably blocking it or distorting it. Wow, it's really interesting. Versus fear is more like a negative feeling, right? Like a worrying about something that can go wrong in the future. 
it's it's more like a more like a negative feeling, right? Right, and it can feel like that emotional charge when you're really revved up. Uh, you know, you might feel just more of a charge in your body. The other one I get is sometimes people, if they really want something, like they really want something to happen, they may also have an intuition. They're like, I'm sure, I know it's going to work out okay. I just, I'm completely convinced. It's my gut knowing. I can, people always say, I can tell you this because of what you do. Um, and a lot of times, you know, I'll nod and smile when people tell me that, but a lot of times that also, unfortunately, is not their intuition. It's just their, their, their wanting. And again, it has, it has an emotional charge. And I've had a couple times with people that have said that to me where I can think of two examples where they, you know, I know it's going to be okay. And in their mind, okay was a particular outcome that they wanted. And that outcome was not what was coming, but it was okay. So sometimes too, our intuition will be telling us, relax, this is going to work out. You're going to get through this. Um, but you might not get, you know, the outcome that you think you're going to get. Sometimes, you know, our, our, our spirit is wiser than our small minds. And oftentimes our spirit knows all is well, um, even if you don't get that job or even if your child doesn't get into that school or even if you, you know, if something really tragic happens, there's always a way through it. And the other side is always going to take you to a better place. Wow. It's really important for people to hear this. And um, yeah, this is the... Um higher self, maybe um, innate intelligence. Yeah, uh, that is uh, wiser than our small mind and limited. And the other thing your intuition can do as well is when you do hit those rough patches in life, you know, intuition will, will guide you out or help you get help you sometimes too. just, you know, why is this happening? How does this serve me? Because everything in life serves us, even when it doesn't feel like it's serving us. And your intuition can help you. That's It's been really the case for me, help you figure out, okay, what am I meant to learn from this? What am, what am, I, what am I being called to do here? Um, and that's a very different way of thinking than most people think, because most people just think, this is not what I want, make it stop, <laughs> um, which is okay and natural and normal. And you know, no one likes to suffer. And suffering is by no means inevitable. But when, when you know, we find ourselves in those positions, our intuition can really help us find deeper meaning. It can help us find you know, how we're being called to move forward from those situations. It's just, it's a game changer in navigating life. It's really interesting. And uh, we talked about how someone can cultivate or practice it or, or tap into intuition, so to speak. And I was wondering, um, how does it show up in your coaching practice? Because I'm not sure, but I can tell you about the podcast that so the first idea of creating this podcast came up actually uh, during a coaching session. So I was coached by someone else. And um I kept postponing this idea because after the coaching session, of course, I, you know, explained to myself, this is not the right time to start a podcast because of this and that. And so I eventually started, but I think in that coaching session, when we were in this flow, I don't know, meditative state, you know, um, this idea came up. So I was just wondering, like, how do you do this with your clients? Um, who do you who do you work with? Um, first of all, who do you help? Is it through questioning or how does it show up? So I work with pretty much anyone, anyone who wants to work with me. So in my counseling practice, because I do both, I do two things. In Connecticut, I'm a licensed professional counselor. So I do intuition um, and counseling combined. And then in my coaching practice across the country and world, 
Um, I mostly work with adults and teenagers um, because I'm working remotely and it's hard to work with, with kiddos on the phone. Um, but I work so across the age span, men and women. Um, oftentimes people come to me for the same reasons they would come to a counselor. Um, you know, they've had a life challenge or, you know, they something doesn't feel right in their life and they want to shift or they've had, you know, they're going through a transition um, sometimes people come just because it's cool and they want to awaken their intuition and they want to learn more and they, they're already in the beginning of their spiritual awakening and they just, they want more tools and strategies to, to keep moving along. Um, when I'm doing coaching, I'm doing more in, in, along the lines of intuitive readings. So a lot of the work for a lot of what I'm doing is really, um, providing a conduit and being a conduit for my client's guidance because it's always, I won't say always, but it's often easier to hear guidance for other people. This was the case for me than it is for yourself. Um, And of course, intuition is for us. But a lot of times when you are really stuck in a problem or you're really emotional or you have a very strong idea of how you think things should be and what outcome you want, that will block your intuition. And so sometimes it's really nice to have someone else who can be a conduit for you to hear your guidance. And that's how I see the work that I do first and foremost. So a lot of what I do will be to provide wisdom and guidance. Um, And again, it's not coming from me. It's coming from that higher source. And I'm the conduit for that. Um, I also love to work with people to help them tap into their intuition. Um, And, you know, it's a simple, first of all, just, just listening to this podcast, just thinking about intuition will help your intuition blossom reading books about intuition, journaling about your own experiences with intuition. It's sort of like when you think you're going to buy a car, a certain model of car, and then all of a sudden every car on the road is that model of car. It's it, Intuition is like that. When you start to think about it, when you start to, you'll notice it everywhere. It's happening all the time. We just have to pay attention and tune in. And so the more that you do that, the more it blossoms. It's a natural process and um, it, it always works. So when people work with me, they naturally develop their own intuition. And some of that's through teaching and my pointing out, hey, did you notice what just happened there? That was your inner guidance. But some of it's just from resonance and just from setting that intention to start to look at things from this new and different way. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, so you mentioned here guidance, which is uh, they're talking and you you hear that something is there that is important or something like that, right? For me, my process is kind of unique. When I first started, um, there's, there's many ways I receive my wisdom now. Um, sometimes it's hearing. It's not for me. Um, I'm actually participating right now in a study at Yale. That's like amazing. They're looking at people that hear voices intuitively versus people that uh, have psychosis and hear voices that aren't helpful. And it's, it's so cool. I'm so excited to do that. And, you know, what they're, what I, I don't know the outcome, but I'm, I'm intuiting. I'm not intuiting. I'm guessing actually based on the questions. And I'm, I'm done a few rounds of this that what they're looking at is when it, when you are in control of the process and it's helping your life, it's your intuition. Um, so anyway, I don't hear voices like telling me to do dark and crazy things, but I do sometimes hear my guidance as if someone was talking to me in my head. Sometimes it sounds like my own voice and sometimes it doesn't. And other times it the information just comes through me. So I might be talking and I'm aware that these aren't exactly my words. Um, 
it's not like, I don't feel like I'm possessed or anything like that. I'm very conscious and aware of what's happening, but sometimes it's just coming out of my mouth. Um, and I also practice, and this is how I started, and this is another great practice for tapping into your intuition for many people, is what's called automatic writing. I just write stream of conscious writing. I've actually been doing this since I was a child, but I didn't really realize what I was doing. Um, and information comes out that way. And when I first started practicing that's all I did. I would just, um, you know, people would ask me a question or I tune into my client. I would write, I would send them the notes and that would be it. Cause I was a little bit nervous about, you know, doing this on the phone and, and tapping in and talking at the same time. I got that down now, but, um, still I sometimes do these sessions for people where they just, they give me a question. I write, I send them the notes. Um, and it's a great way to get started because a lot of cool stuff will come through and you'll start to be able to discern what's your mind and what's not your mind, because you'll, you'll start to see these kernels of things that come up that, you know, you never could have thought of yourself. It sounds amazing. Really. I mean, uh, I was wondering, you know, what are the practices that you do, uh, like you do meditation to cultivate these or how to say master these skills? Like, of course, it is a lot of consciousness and awareness. Like what are some uh, things that you do to be, um, yeah, better at these skills? I mean, practice is important, but again, you know, intuition is your birthright and I'll have it. And really what awakening your intuition is about, it's about clearing away the levels of mind, clearing away the fear, clearing away the, the, the emotional baggage, all of those things that block and get in the way of expressing and, and connecting with, you know, the true call of your soul. And so one thing that we didn't talk about, but it's probably really important For me, the emotional baggage piece, the, the, the reason I became a counselor was not, um, the reason I chose to combine those two things was not random because for me, a huge part of my intuitive awakening was really clearing through that emotional baggage and clearing through the gunk from my, you know, imperfect childhood, which we've all, which not everyone, but many of us have had, there's not a lot of perfection here on earth. Um, and so, you know, doing that work was really helpful for me as well. And you don't have to spend a million years in psychotherapy. It's not about that. But when you start to, um, you know, become familiar with the, the landscape of your, you know, emotional self, um, you can start to transform and release some of that stuff. And that also clears the way for your intuition to come through. And it also helps you discern what's your intuition and what's your, your emotional gunk. So that's another big one. Practices that can help you you know, work through that, that kind of stuff that might be limiting you um, and work through some of that emotional baggage can be huge for awakening and connecting with your intuition. Wow, absolutely. I agree. That's amazing. Uh, we are actually coming to the end of this episode. And I wanted to mention that you have a free giveaway for the listeners, which is what is your spiritual superpower? It's a quiz that they can uh, use on your website. It talks about the different, we all, like I said, we're all spiritual beings in human form and we all have, um, and there's many different ways in which our spirits and our um, connect with earth and give us superpowers. So in this quiz, you will learn what your preferred superpower is. Intuition is a spiritual superpower, but it's not the only one. So there's manifestation and there's compassion and So this is a great way to sort of um, get an initial sense of, of where your superpowers lie and how your superpower, how your spirit um, uniquely is here to serve on the planet Earth. That's amazing. It's going to be in the show notes. So people will 
find this. And we actually mentioned a couple of books in this conversation, which is great because people are, you know, hungry (laughs) for knowledge and awakening and everything. But I wanted to ask you, like, uh, was there some kind of a book that really like transformed your life or, or helped you on this journey of spiritual awakening or my favorite spiritual book personally is the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. And, um, he talks a lot about the power of presence and he doesn't talk about it later in his work he does, but in that book, he doesn't talk about intuition so much directly. Um, but again, anything that we do to cultivate presence, that's where intuition comes from. And so that is an amazing practice. And he is, I think he's one of the greatest spiritual teachers of our time. Um, and just reading his books for me is, is healing and transformative. Just, um, his energy is beautiful in terms of awakening intuition. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that I'm getting the name of this book, right. Um, I I believe it's awakening your intuition by Shakti Gawain. Um, but Shakti Gawain is, and she is, um, this is, I think it's from the sixties or early seventies. It's a, it's an old one, but I think it's a classic book on intuition and opening your intuition. Um, so that's a great one to start with as well. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for sharing. Uh, (laughs) I didn't hear about the latest one, but I will check this out. And, uh, before I ask my last question, please tell the listeners where they can find you online. Um, you can find me at victoriashawintuitive.com and that's where you'll find the quiz and online courses and all sorts of things that I offer. And I'm also very active on Facebook and Instagram and I post a lot of free material, videos, teachings, um, all geared at awakening your intuition and connecting with your best and brightest self. So look for me there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for sharing. And uh, my last question is, uh, what is your mission and how do you see yourself basically as a vision and your business in the future? So I think my mission, first and foremost, is to lead by example. I think that's all of our mission to, to be here on earth and, you know, live as much as I can in alignment with my spirit. And I think that the more and live from a place of joy and happiness and um, deep spiritual expression. And I think that the more all of us can do that, the more we help the planet. Um, I think my secondary mission is to help others do that too. So to be of support of people um, to connect with their best and brightest selves and, um, and to really uh, do it from a place of, of love and joy, which so far so good. That's amazing. Lead by example. I love it. Thanks you so much for, for sharing this. And thank you so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed the conversation. Me too. Thank you so much. What is up, Mindset Nation? Thank you so much for listening. And I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. And if so, please make sure to spread the word and share this episode with your friends. We are on a mission to build this community of Mindset Nation. So please make sure to go to iTunes, go to Stitcher and support us by rating and reviewing the show. And don't forget to subscribe as well. For more information about Mindset Horizon, simply visit our website MindsetHorizon.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to get the latest information about new episodes, Mindset Transforming freebies, tips and insights. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, leave us a message, we'd love to get in touch with you and hear more about you. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening, take care and be limitless my friends.